The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome to the Mosaic Gardens. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. I have a special treat today. We, we, because I have three of this beautiful divine women here with me, and I want you to think about when three or more are gathered together in my name, and that's what's happening here energetically. And I'm in Phoenix. I'm at the Voice America studio. I got to meet all the people who've been helping me so much over the last nine months, and it was it was amazing. So we're we're videoing and uh, recording live, and you're going to be able to go see this video on soulhealerspath.com. You'll go in there, and then, you know, I, I want to make it really easy, and I looked at this, and when you go in and type the Mosaic Shaman, you're going to find me everywhere. You're going to see YouTube, all of that, and you're going to be able to see this great video. So, you know, I'm the only one that's doing Mosaic Shaman, and so go in there and, and look that up. And so today we're going to be talking about divine relationship, divine relationship, Um you know, it's when I was thinking about divine relationship, I was thinking about the, the pearl story. When you have this pearl and it's developed because of the grit in the, this in the pearl that creates this beauty. And when I was um, on my journey, as you may have related in your life, I thought everything should be nice and fun and happy. And when rough times came along, I resisted those things. And that's actually, now I look back, that's what's made me this divine person that I am becoming because all those things that happened that I resisted created the beauty in my life. And so when you're going through and you're looking at relationship, um, one of my great teachers, John Martini, said once, when two people are alike in a relationship, one's not needed. So Let's talk a little bit about that today because it's a tricky line to go, where is it that my resistance makes me stronger and creates this beautiful relationship and when is it time not to be in the relationship anymore when it's abusive? So there is that need to, to, to say, oh my gosh, I know when I made my list about my divine love, it's like, oh, I want to be just like me. I would be bored out of my mind, quite honestly. That's just, you know, I got to have some differences. And those differences are what creates this relationship and makes it strong. And yet at the same time, I was in a relationship that I stayed for a very long time thinking, well, this resistance is making me strong. And remember, I shared the story with you when I moved out of the wind where I was in Teotihuacan standing in the wind going, I can do this. And the voice said, yeah, but if you move 10 feet over to the left, you'd be out of this storm. And, and so you got to know when to move out of the storm 
and when to grow in that relationship. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to go into that and we're going to learn about the opposites because we live in a world right now of duality and opposites. It's important to have that. Like, you know, we've got the light and the dark and, and, and we have the happiness and sadness. And, and I know when I was sitting with one of my shaman healers, he said, Christy, take your left hand and put all the good stuff you love in it. And take your right hand and put all that stuff you don't like. And which one's heavier? And, you know, my right was a little heavier. And then when he told me I had to mesh those together, I was like, I'm not doing that. He's like, you got to bring them together. That brings the wholeness. That brings it all in and makes flavor and beauty. You know, we, we, we have... I love to cook, and there are spices that we add to make things spicy and things sweet, and I like the sweet and the spicy, and that's what life is to me, and the divine relationship can be related to that. Um, having a divine person that's going to grow you and move you forward. And I've got some really awesome guests in the, in the studio today, and I'm going to introduce them here in a minute because we're all sitting here excited, and we've been doing some meditation. We've been together since last night talking about this beautiful subject, and I'm so excited that we're going to bring you into that conversation because you are that conversation. You are part of that conversation. We are all so connected, and you being here makes it possible for us all to be here. And I'm not just talking about on the radio. I mean your presence on the earth and the connection. And we've talked about taking down that separation and knowing that we're all, we're all one. We're all totally connected, whether male, female, it doesn't matter. We're all connected. And so what we're going to do this morning with our med uh, meditation, it is morning. I know you're going to be listening in the afternoon, but it is morning. So we're going to take and do a meditation, the Jaguar meditation today, because I know we did Serpent last time. So I want you to get in your meditation state, put your feet on the ground, connect wherever you need to, to ground yourself. Bringing the breath into the belly, dropping in, allowing that breath to flow and the belly to expand and releasing any negativity you're holding as you exhale. Knowing that we are all blessed in this divine place of love that our guard source, no matter what we call it, is here with us, our angels, our guardians, dropping in and becoming one with the great earth, Pachimama, the divine mother that keeps us safe, that gives us that divine love, connecting it with great spirit, though the understanding of the divine love from great spirit may be called by many names, but it's only one. One, because you are whole with the male and the, and the female and the masculine and feminine. In your breath, dropping in. Jaguar resides in the third chakra. It's your power source, your voice, and your energy. Jaguar has the voice. It's the courage to move forward, to walk into a new life and understanding. Invite Jaguar into your meditation. Understanding that you have a voice that can be spoken from love, from, from a place of love that holds your own at the same time. You have that gift within you to be able to speak from that place of courage through love. Pulling in that jaguar energy and bringing it connected to your divine who you divinely are. You came from the divine. You can be nothing other than that divine source. You're a piece of that divinity that you came from. 
You are whole and complete in that place. And Jaguar, I'd like to introduce you to your Wurtakocha. Your Wurtakocha is the eighth chakra that holds itself right above the top of your crown. I want you now to take your hands up there and feel that energy that vibrates in the Wurtakocha. It's a vibration of the high energy where the God source lives. In my practice, it's where your soul goes when it leaves this body. And you hold the hands around the Wurtakocha and feel that energy. Now the Wurtakocha, you can put your hands inside of it and feel it as a fibrous energy that you can pull down and pull it down around you. Pull it down like a bubble. And it, it's like this eggshell and it comes around your entire body. That Wurtakocha is a protection. Whenever I'm someplace and I feel out of sorts, I reach up and I just pull this dome of energetic light and love coming from my great spirit and my Pachimama. And I'm sitting in that divine energy of total protection. When the chaos of the world's going around us right now, if you can hold on to remembering that you are connected to that divine source, that you are part of the earth and part of great spirit. And you can go within and find your peace. Pull your word to coach it down when you're sitting in meditation. In the word of Kocha is where the divine great spirit speaks to us and gives us messages. So as you're pulling that down and sitting there, I'm going to give you a moment just to sit with your guardian in that place. Understanding that there are messages that come from the divine love. Allowing any distractions or any noises in the background to go and be in your place. You can be nothing other than the divine love that you are. I see the divine in you. I feel it energetically. I, I feel it before you even come into your presence, and you feel my love for you. I see who you truly are. You are divine love. Now bring back your breath to your body. Pull it in. Pull it into your solar plex. Join yourself. Connect with yourself. And drop in to being centered and grounded. Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, and wiggle your shoulders and come back into this divine energy of love. So as we talk today about divine relationship, you're going to get to listen to a lot of different inspiration. And I want you to listen from that place that we just went to, to really be inspired to know what is working in your life and what isn't? Because we've talked many times on the radio here about letting go, right? Letting go. What is it that you want to let go of? That you can have your hands open to receive the new. To receive the new. And as I share today with my beautiful guests about having and creating a divine relationship, I want you to take what works for you and incorporate it into your life. And, you know, go, go to do more meditation with me. I have a seven-day sacred schematic chakra clearing meditation 
that I'm offering on my website now for $97. Go in there and, and download it, and you can meditate with me for seven days. It'll change your life. It'll change the vibration of your energy. It'll change where you're going and moving forward. And um, that's my purpose here is to help you see the divinity in yourself each time we meet, each week. So go to soulhealerspath.com. And I've told you christyellen.com. But remember, the Mosaic Shaman, you can find me anywhere on the site as the Mosaic Shaman. So we're going to take um, our break a little early right now, and we're going to go into break, and then we're going to come back because I want to talk to you. Let's go within today. Reclaim and awaken the divine through the legacy and guide of the guided light of the divinity of who we all are. And I will be bringing on my guest. I have in the, in the studio here with me today Songbird Grandmother. She is waking in the divine in each one of us. She holds the schematic energy. She's done ceremony in many, many countries. And she's bringing her gift. And she's going to explain to us what it is to be connected to the grandmother and who the grandmother and what the grandmother is. And then I'm also bringing on Jamie Lee Martin. Jamie Lee Martin works with the chalice and the divine feminine through the chalice. But we're also going to be working with the divine masculine. She's actually going on a journey, and she's going to share a little bit about that with us. She's going to Norway to work with some beautiful men to marry the divine mem- feminine and masculine. And you know when something's deep in my heart, I get, I get sensitive and I start to get teary about, but this is so important. It is so important at this time with everything going on in our world to bring in more understanding and love with the feminine and masculine. And that's what we'll be doing. So stay with me. I'll be right back. And we'll be talking about awakening and reclaiming the divine through the guidance of light. Thank you. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. Healing with art is Christy's focus. At SoulHealerPath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Ellen teaches in Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with the Serpent Path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healer's Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit soulhealerpath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live and go from ordinary to extraordinary. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. 
That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Well, welcome back to the Mosaic Gardens. I, we are talking about the divine relationships today and reclaiming it and awakening the divine through the inner light. This is exciting. I, I, I really am touched by this um, opportunity to have these beautiful guests in the, in the studio with me today. Um, and Somber Grandmother, she's an artist, a legendary guide, and her mission is to awaken women to their legacy of light. Um, she has a connection with the grandmother. Welcome, Songbird. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Christy. So exciting to have you. And then I get a, a second guest that I've known for about a, uh, over a year. She's just this beautiful energy, Jamie Lee Martin. She is a spokesperson for reclaiming the divine in today's world. Her working is, is working with meeting the chalice, enhancing living, loving, and relating uh, associated with men and women in understanding and reclaiming and healing and realigning the divine feminine nature. So I know we're talking about the feminine, but we're also bringing in the beautiful masculine. And um, so welcome, Jamie. Well, hello there, Christine. Hi, Songbird. Hi, listeners and viewers. (laughs) This is this is such a gift. We are actually, like I said, videoing this as well, and we're in the studio. Very official, and it's it's so fun, much fun. So we're going to talk about the divine relationship, and we're just going to have a chat session here, the three of us. So um, enjoy, and we're going to give you lots of things to learn and, and take home and, and, and do and experience in your life. So when we're working with divine relationship, Jamie... Tell me what that means to you. Well, to me, sacred and divine, I can use those words. They're the same word. And there's something sacred and divine that's in all of us. We're born of that. And it matters not to me, really, how you see God, he, she, source energy. It's the fact that there's this one vibration of an energy, this one beautiful energy that creates us all, and it births us. And it's a, very, it's, it's a masculine source birthing through the feminine creative and it's bringing us here to this planet. And <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed anybody lately, it's kind of distracting on this planet. It's busy. It's intense. We seem to be thinking, feeling through our smaller minds and not the great one mind we're born from in this divine space. And what is that great one mind? Well, I see that it's actually a big love frequency. It's a big creation frequency. And it is something that is an enchanting energy force that creates from itself. And... When I can connect with that and live in a divine way, I'm living in a stream of life where I'm a very co-participant with it. It's a divine grace. It's an inner experience that I'm having so that I'm not living at effect or in reaction or in chaos, believe me, I have, um, to the reactionary external world where I'm seeking those things out there to fill something empty in me because I couldn't bring it up in myself or I didn't know how to connect to that divine. I was afraid of a God out there. I, I had unhealthy ways of connecting to get my needs met for love, lack of emotional feeling, understanding on how to uh, connect in life. 
And I, it became more of an external world that I was being batted around at, trying to just be successful at it. And I actually did pretty good if that's all I wanted to be. But that wasn't enough. Something in me was blossoming that needed that and chose that inner connection to reawakening and a divine experience where I'm in life feeling connected to source love, beauty, nature that I'm born from, which is really what I consider a feminine nature here on this planet. Yet we can't leave out the men because we are half feminine and half masculine in our humanness. Oh, I wouldn't want to leave the men out because no, <laughs> they fulfill can't. me in so many ways. Well, I just enjoy I, their energy just well, being around them. We can't yeah. just be one. And we're yeah. born of both energies. It's uh -huh. a planet that is really about positive, negative, masculine, feminine. And they have energetics that serve the one love. But how they show up in our life, masculine, very sort of awareness, it's going to get the goal. It's keeping us present and focused, and the feminine is encompassing all of the love, the creative womb, uh -huh. the arts, the femininity, and the two work together. So when I'm really operating in my divine and expressing that with relationships with my family, my friends, my wallet, it's all relationship, I'm feeling myself in flow and connected with a grace. So that reaction or incidents around me, I'm not so likely, I'm more aware now, to not go into reaction and things I've learned and, as you could say, trained and blossomed those habits and patterns to I feel that enchantment. Oh, I like the word blossoming and as we all are blossoming into being in awakening and opening up. That, that talks about the flower and, and um, the, the, the being able to open up and awaken. Songbird, what... What do you think about awakening, and how has that worked for you? Well, for me, awakening is a very uncomfortable process. <laughs> 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 and it's um, not always comfortable. I think it goes back to that, you know, in one hand put all the things you love, and then the other hand mm -hmm. put all the things you hate, and you put them together. So one of the teachings that has stuck with me is in the Navajo way, it's when you go into your ceremonies, you go into the darkness and you go into the shadow, but the purpose is not to get stuck there, it's to bring the light into it and to bring it back. And so every time you go into the darkness, you, you come back with the light and then mm -hmm. you, you, it's a dance that you do with your dark and light until you just become very comfortable in both worlds and you see the divine in both. And, and they're not getting stuck there. That, that's the point that I'm, I'm hearing, you know, because mm -hmm. um, I was saying we've got to go through our pain to get to our joy. So many people start in the pain and either run back and don't want to go through it or they get stuck in it. What would you help? How would you help somebody that's in that place stuck in their pain of, you know, they're in the dark saying, I don't want to go in there because I don't know what's there. Yeah, so as a guide, we, we hold their hand and we let them know that they can go through the dark and that they have everything they need within them and that at the end of that tunnel, there's light. But you do have to go through your sadness, your isolation, your rejection, all the things that we tend to stuff down in our society and that come up in really strange ways, especially in relationships. In mm. relationships, that's where they most come out, like those little trigger points where you're like, I just can't stand that about that person. And, and then you start to realize, you know, there's something <laughs> else going on. <laughs> if you want to learn about yourself, get in a relationship. Yes. <laughs> that's when you're going to – and I yeah. actually believe that – and um, I was taught that that's what relationships are for. They're for you to learn about you. It's not to be selfish in it, and I want to be clear about that. I'm not saying it's like all about me and I don't care about you. It's no, your relationship mirrors back to you what you still want to learn about you. And if you're in a divine, loving, nurturing relationship, 
you can create that because you, you start out that way. Jimmy, you shared last night when we were talking, and the audience wants them to know where we were at, about having met somebody who is willing to take that road with you. Yes, <laughs> I have, but what's interesting is I called that road in for myself, and I've been working mm -hmm. on myself for, well, my whole life. And I see that every relationship in my life has been magical and perfect within the ridiculous pain and criticism and the ache and my broken femininity at which I learned how to relate. So I've always been in relationships. I was married twice and, and transcended into great love for myself and them while we let each other go. It's always learning and relating. If I can see the divine in it and send the blessing, I may need to walk away, but not without sending that blessing. Well, what I embraced for my life was a journey to really enjoy the inner world and embrace the pain and some of the and all those things that I was taught to run from, avoid, distract, find something external to make me feel good again. Consumerism's alive, dating's great, whatever, but no, because we sit with ourselves when we're wounded and it hurts. And in that process of that healing journey for myself to go back and call the light into the parts of me that were scared and love them for their courage to show up and show me what more of me wanted to grow and come to love, yes, I met somebody wonderful who's actually doing men's work in bringing um, the, the masculine and feminine balance and is working around the world with people. I seem to be well matched now for where my heart space and intentions are and a divine relationship Consciously, we all want one, <laughs> but when we show up as one, we're going to get back into the same entrapments of what's happened with the with the other relationships that we they were wrong or they were bad or I was bad. But a divine relationship is a beautiful opportunity that I'm having in learning to really go there with my feelings and emotions and authenticity, in healing the wounded woman in me even more because he's a beautiful mirror of reflection in front of me for what still hurts or doesn't feel good enough or wants to act out to get love because I'm threatened and may need something a little external at that moment. He's not providing. But you were you were saying we all want one, we we all want one, but we are we all willing to invest what it takes to have one, right? Because it's it's not like running out for fast food because we're all used to uh, the Well, some people like that approach, but it, that, that Well, that, you're not going to get the long-term <laughs> fulfillment if you're running out for fast food. Well, the divine food. is there too, but it's a little more complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I used to say, you know, it, when you're when you're mating with someone, be careful because you're going with their energy and you maybe want to know where it's coming from. <laughs> so if you're going out for fast food, expect to, you know, fast food in a relationship, expect to have the heartburn from the fast food in the relationship. <laughs> well, I think that really comes yeah. from just knowing yourself. <laughs> and I always recommend to ladies, you know, f pick seven characteristics you really want, you know, that you're really desiring in a partner. And then fives that are like, no, not going to do that. And really just, and just, you know, follow that. Because I think in our culture, we were taught to just jump into things before we understand who it is we're really with. We project our ideas, we project our thoughts, we project our feelings, we want somebody, we're lonely, and we don't take the time. Like, you know, a long time ago, people used to court and date and really get to know one, one another, and now we just kind of wham-bam. and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, you know, uh, it, it goes back to, I just had an experience with sort of a family experience where one family member is calling me to complain about the other, and <laughs> this person's been that way their entire life. 
And I'm like, well, they're not going to change. That's who they are. You either love them where they're at, Mm -hmm. but your frustration, I was explaining, is because you want him to be what you want him to be, right? Mm -hmm. And um, when, when my relationship ended, most of the heartbreak was the loss of the dream of what I wanted, not what I had, but the dream that I held on for 30 years that I was going to get if I stayed there long enough. And that dream, I had to mourn it. So, so that mourning part, there's a, there's a mourning that going, is that the with going within you're talking about? I mean, going within? That's when, we're, when we're mourning, we are feeling our feelings. Now, if we don't just get stuck in in an experience, like I'm I'm kind of addicted to my depression or my anxiety, that means we're not really getting in touch with the feelings. So we're in a post-traumatic stress loop of the shock of not getting our Disney picture met. They took our love, and worse yet, they couldn't receive our love. I'm not valued. I'm not safe. It brings up everything. But in that divine world of meeting somebody and showing up, even when they're crucifying us standing in front of them. Sound familiar, anybody? But Mm -hmm. it's that point of... Something in them is scared and acting out and doing whatever it's doing, but we get to show up different. And if we're really going to choose a life of living with the divine presence and generating that within and creating that experience for ourselves, to me it actually becomes, it has become, um, now there's an ease and grace because my common denominator of how I show up is respect. I respect the divine. I respect the magic, the enchantment, the love. I understand somebody in front of me is hurting. That personality, human, is hurting. And inside is a scared little boy, scared little girl, broken in their own masculine femininity and inability to balance the two. And they don't, they're not able to connect to the divine. So I don't even want to make them wrong. I want to respect where they're at because I respect where I'm at. And if I don't project my judgments and blames and shames and needs on them, I'm meeting them in this present moment of heart open. I'm not going to react to the, what they might have just, well, I'm, I can feel it, but I'm going to hold my presence. They might barf something awful on me because life is awful for them. But when it doesn't stick to me and I can reach a comment in compassion to them and understand the wound and come from a space of grace and respect for them, it dissolves. And you were talking about um, going in and, and feeling the emotions, and we, we've done some things on the program about you know, your emotions are, are important to, to acknowledge and not stuff them inside and go out in the field and kind of vent them. Um, it, it's, if you can go and vent them without inventing them on some people, other person, but when you're in a relationship, you're with that person a lot. So there's going to be times that you are going to vent when you didn't, you, you couldn't get to the field fast enough to let it out. So you did vent your garbage on them. Um, so when, when that happens, like Somber, when you're, when you're helping clients deal with and you're having relationships with how they're doing with relationships, what, what advice do you give them about how to handle those moments where you're just not in your divine? So you can't receive it when they're not in their divine. <laughs> right. Those are some moments where you maybe just need to take a break, go outside. But I think in a divine partnership, really, you understand that everything's safe. It's a safe space mm-hmm. that everything is okay and that you're in a forgiving mode and that, yeah, you're going to have your ups and downs, but you're in it for the long term versus the short term. And that mm-hmm. you're in this space of like, you know, when it's time to end, you, you it's not bitter, it's not 
grotesque in, in, in the endings, but there, there's love there. There's that common denominator of, I just love this person no matter where the journey takes us, and that we're a safe haven for each other. So how do you create a safe haven? Well, I think a lot of that is the respect that Jamie was talking about, but it's also um, the willingness to look at yourself. The willingness, the openness to say, yeah, you know, this, this is me and I take responsibility. It's not the blame game or the victim or you're always doing this to me, uh, the projection, but it's, it takes maturity. So we say on the show here, take 100% responsibility for your life mm-hmm. and then you can start living it. Um, then you can go within and see who you really are. It's like being able to to kind of take off this mask and and present yourself to somebody else is very vulnerable. But in order, to, I believe, in order to have a relationship, you've got to be vulnerable. That's Otherwise, nice. they're not ever going to know who you are. And man, you get in a relationship, and two years down the road, you find out this person isn't who you thought you were getting in a relationship <laughs> with. I'd like to know up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Are we the person we thought That's was getting true. involved in that relationship? That's right. There's such a dance to me that did I butt in? No, oh, you were great. Go ahead. <laughs> There's no butting in. Well, here. I get I get a little chompy at the bit no, here. No, when no, I, you no. Know, sometimes it's, we're having conversation. Is great. I just we're different in two years. But what happens in honoring and divine relationships is we're willing to show up at what I call showing up at the chalice, where we're willing to be filled by love with what's ouch and what hurts. We are willing to love that person no matter what. We will love them more today than yesterday, and we will love them more tomorrow than today because we are not holding them hostage to our demands. We've learned to tame our demands because of the wounds of our life, our childhood, pre-verbal. It's rough on this planet. We came here to say, I'm going to go learn to transmute some density to love with divinity, and I want to go experience all those things. It's just a part of our divine nature that's here. I think, frankly, quite a little part. But that little part is doing something huge on this earth of learning, loving, and remembering, realigning to invite the divine into our life at all moments. And we will have respect with everyone in front of us. I don't care who they voted for. I don't care. You know, I want to know who they are in their authenticity. And authenticity is the heart without authenticity in a relationship sharing the feelings and emotions which are vulnerable and getting to learn how to do that we're not actually taught that in our culture very well (laughs) that's showing up together to bring love into what hurts where neither one of you are running out of the room and if you want to you make a request and you own it i'm suffering here and i'm i don't know what's mine and yours and excuse me i need a meltdown and and they may or may not let you go because they may need you to melt down in front of them because they're going to love you through it and you need to st- I need to stop running and I have a, a man that's willing to do that. That's nice. And and um this and is bringing up something for me because then um, my throat's starting to get itchy and I'm like, "Ah, oh, the jaguar's going hmm." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Let's funny. Let's clear some of that out. What would yeah. you think about that? It's like where it's well, like my throat's itching and I'm like, "Oh, man, <laughs> what's going on? I'm going to start coughing yeah. some stuff here." I guess that's just a global thing happening yeah. actually within 2017 and beyond us women, especially we're rising up, we're rising into our power of speech, we're opening those throat chakras, we're going to have some itchy, some hot flashes, some <laughs> <laughs> some some jaguar coming through. It's funny because the other day, actually, a sister pulled some cards for me, and it was the jaguar medicine, mm-hmm. and, and you did the jaguar today. I was like, oh, there it is. Um, but I think we're owning our power, and what we used to tolerate, we no longer tolerate, 
And I think that's why the awakening process is so powerful, because in order to have the divine relationship, you have to go through your own awakening of all your stuff so that you can know yourself and you can make better choices in your life as well. Because I think a lot of our mistakes in relationships are those little red flags that we miss along the way that then later after the relationship, we're like, oh, there it was right in front of me. And our friends and family are usually the ones who pick it up the yeah, fastest. They see it. They yeah. go, There's yeah. a, there was red flags all over there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, really? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, well, that's not so bad. Oh, yeah. I know it's, it's not, it's, this person's not behaving quite. And, it, and I'm talking not even just about um, love relationships. Well, they're all love relationships, but sexual love relationships. I'm talking about family relationships and business relationships. And, you, you know, you see these things and, and you close your eyes and go, oh, just, I, I didn't see that coming. But, you know, honestly, when I'm honest with, when we're honest with ourselves, we did see it coming. It was coming like a big old train <laughs> through the room, and you went, didn't see the train coming through the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sometimes like, it's a, ste- a semi-truck wow. coming through that room. <laughs> <laughs> how could you have missed that? <laughs> right. And then looking back on it, you go, wow, yeah, how did I miss it? But then at the same time, I want to also add how important trains coming through the room were to clear things <laughs> out <laughs> so that I can be open to go wow this is nice because last time it was a mess so I'm like yes. this is this is refreshing <laughs> so yeah yeah definitely. I mean, I, you know I'm loving the direction this conversation is going at the same time I want to take it just a little bit different just just a bit because when I first met Songbird. She's this beautiful, vibrant, young energy. And I thought when grandmother, <laughs> and she was going to be a beautiful, vibrant, older energy, <laughs> and, which she is, <laughs> reincarnating this body. So let's go there to explain what it means to be the grandmother and what that is. Yeah. Well, you know, I was um, woke, awoken through a plant, a power plant called ayahuasca. Ayahuasca was... Um, a special brew that we believe came from the Mayan civilization. And then it was um, when the Mayans uh, fell, it was brought in through the Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it's a way that you connect with grandmother. So when you connect with this being, you understand the feminine. She teaches you things. She's both the healer. She's a teacher. She talk about an awakener. Um, so when I went through my first initiation with her, she took me through my whole life. She showed me everything about myself, my lineage, my ancestors, the cosmos, I mean, just everything. And she made me release my past. So I went through a whole death and rebirth. This is about a 12-hour ceremony. And at the end of the ceremony, she said, you are now songbird grandmother, go be her. And I was in the beautiful Rocky Mountains, and there's mm-hmm. beautiful birds singing. And I went outside, and there were some robins that came up to my shoulders. And then about a month later, I was guided to give up all my possessions and uh, take my cat and two bags and about a couple hundred dollars and hit the road to Sedona. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to be there a week, and it's been three and a half years. <laughs> 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 and I, I came with nothing, and now mm-hmm. I have a beautiful home, and everything's worked out. But um, to me, grandmother is the divine mother who loves us through everything. And right now, her power is coming back up. We're seeing it in Standing Rock, specifically with the water mm-hmm. protectors, and, and they're bringing grandmother back because we are the original earth keepers. And 
we've we've forgotten. And so she's mm-hmm. rising up because of these these crises we're facing. So is grandmother part of like the earthquakes and things that are happening to the earth? Is that grandmother speaking to us? That is a result of what we're doing to grandmother Mm -hmm. because we've lost the balance with her. See, the ancients, they all knew this. They all talked about this feminine being. We talk about the goddesses. And then she was chopped up into different pieces. And now, you know, it's okay to be a virgin. It's okay to be, you know, sexual at some times. It's okay to be a mother. But a lot of times it's not okay to be the crone, the wise woman. Mm -hmm. What do we do with our elders? Whereas in times past, they were the ancient keepers and we kept their knowledge. And so what I was shown from my path is that I I was initiated as songbird grandmother very early so that I could have this legacy of, of being an earth keeper, of keeping her wisdom, of, of teaching the divine feminine, and for awakening other women into their their grandmother essence. And we were talking about the grandmother um, in conversation before. Um, you were saying that she's got a sense of humor, <laughs> and sometimes it's not really so funny from your perspective. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, she can she can be crazy. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I was sitting with a client one time and her husband just died. And I was telling her, you know, this is grandmother. This is grandmother medicine. You don't need the medicine. She's running straight through your heart, you know, and she's like, "I don't like grandmother." And I'm like, "Yeah, I hear you. Those are those hard moments, but in those moments what she showed me is she always holds us. She's always there holding us." And one of the the most powerful ceremonies I actually sat with, she said, I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. My children have forgotten me, and they don't come to me anymore. Mm. And she's sitting in this, like, lonely house as this old lady. And it's just like, she's like, please come and visit me, and please tell others. So I always say it's over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. grandma's house we go. There we go. (laughs) There's this beautiful connection here with with the grandmother who's saying, I want to, like, take off the blinders, shed this stuff so you can see who you really are in the chalice Mm. that does the same. says, okay. And so the common thread I'm hearing in our conversation, and I was getting when we talked before as well, and if my listeners are catching that, that this common thread is that you've got to shed what's not working, go inside, do the work to connect to yourself. And then you can see the beloved divine in another when they appear. Because there is this devote, de, 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 it's, it's, it's divine, beloved in every person. I remember sitting in a, a workshop once talking about relationship, and the couple up there were saying, this is my beloved. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if I could look at my divine. And I went home and started looking at my children. They're my beloved. The people that I interact with on the street, the people I work with, they're my beloved. The people at the radio station, everybody has that beloved. Mm. How do you get to see that? How how do we open our eyes? For me, it's just, I see it. And people say, how do you see that? And I'm like, well, it's just there. Is there some way, if somebody's eyes are closed, to seeing the beloved standing in front of them? Mm. I want to start with Jamie. And then I want Songbird to tell me, what, what message would you give them about being able to see that? What, what works? I don't know if people are going to like this. Mm-mm. But right. they are not going to be able to see, feel their beloved until they're carrying it within and carry that respect, that connection, and that enchantment. They won't. They'll just see people they hope will. And then we'll go through our editing behaviors where a piece at a time we maybe try to give, make excuses for them or us. And we keep limping. 
in broken femininity or masculinity with the men too. We're trying to figure out chameleon, how to deal with it, because we want them to be our beloved. But you will know the difference between wanting somebody to be your beloved and feeling the beloved in everybody because you've been able to, I've been able to connect to that respect energy, that beautiful love energy of everything that we are. So I hope that answers the question, but I absolutely find it's fairly impossible. Now, that doesn't mean, I, I remember a time in my life when I was really wounded and abandoned in marriage and lost my whole world. And I was in a, a job in a position at the time. My life was a fish fishbowl. So there was nowhere to melt down. I just had to sort of affirm it, love it away, count my blessings, and then would be in fetal position when nobody was looking. And I couldn't feel love within me. I was so broken and wounded. And at that time, because I did remember the divine was in me and all around me, although I couldn't feel it in me, I intentionally went out and volunteered time with people that were more broken than me to love them and see the divine in them, and then I could reconnect to my own. So while I'm saying it sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? A mm -hmm. paradox of you're not going to see the divine in somebody till you feel know it yourself. But, I come from within you first. But it, it when does. we're off balance that mm -hmm. day and we're having a hard time because our wounds are open and we're raw we can't even we don't even know the feeling that's pushing the the experience that we're having and we're feeling through our mind and we're stuck and ptsd and oh my god i can't scan over this go love somebody and open the portals of the heart back up and see the divine in there because you know it's there but you've got to connect the feeling again reboost then our own light so I hope that makes sense there's ways that when we're mm -hmm. limping we get it back but if we don't light that flame ourselves. Because it's there as a spark in all of us. And so, from spark to flame, that divinity yeah. becomes a natural process of seeing that in people around us. And my grandmother, so my grandmother's saying was, go do service for someone else when you're feeling bad, and you'll feel better. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's not that I went out to grab from them something. It just brought out the divine in me to do something for them. Yes. And mm -hmm. help me see we can feel the beyond difference. the pain that, wow, there that really... And then I go home thinking, oh, well, maybe that was a little selfish because I got more out of it than and the other people. They got a lot out of it, too. So when I we think, go out and do service. I think that's the intention. Yeah. We know, I know for me, the difference in myself. If I'm going out to do something to look good on a resume or because I should and I think I should, if I'm just doing it from my head and not an open heart of seeing them the divine, seeing them as enchanting, not broken, not needing them to be anything other than they are and meet them in that moment of grace, that chalice awake and opening where we get to feel mm -hmm. um, the inner flame, the inner heart, the chalice being filled with love. It will naturally put love through us and we get a yummy feeling. Okay. But to, uh, to not go out because I know for me so much of my life was I was doing things to get love. Yeah, reach I wasn't outside. being loved. Yeah. So how mm -hmm. we go out in service, we're really of true service when we're loving present and don't need anybody to be different. The rest is just a big pile of doing this. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I think that it's really important to heal your inner child. For me, I didn't see the beloved. I mean, I've been doing spiritual work for 15, 15 years, but I didn't actually see the beloved until I've healed my early trauma. And then it was like everything open because mm -hmm. I had that healing space for that little girl who was three years old and, and experienced that. For me, it was the death of my grandfather. 
And when I realized that that was what I call the final cockroach, it was the mm. one that you know started Ooh. them all. Yeah. It burst yeah. everything, mm-hmm. selfishness, everything. And then once that opened, that space, I could see the beloved in everything and everyone because I didn't have anything to control anymore because I felt whole again. Yeah. And I think that if anybody is looking to start somewhere, it's, it's really just going back into what was that first cockroach? What was that first, you know, trauma that I'm not probably avoiding my whole life that I've been avoiding? Yeah. So when you go into it and you go look at that, um, the, the trauma where it kind of came from, how do you t- keep them from getting stuck there? Because that's the important thing. I think yeah. I, the, the past, we don't want to live in the past, but the past taught us lessons. So yes. how do you take the lessons out of the past to bring you forward into this life? So I'm well, very- first, you recognize it, and you don't run away from it. It's like you mm-hmm. got you got to actually catch it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you got to feel it. So for me, it was feeling all that pain. And then understanding that why I I became controlling in that moment was because I didn't get the love I needed from my parents as a young girl. You know, they didn't know how to deal with it. I was constantly crying for attention, but they didn't understand. And to recognize that and to know that they did the best that they could, and that's all they could do. That was their version of love. And maybe it wasn't what I had wanted or desired, but that was all they could give and to be okay with that. And then it just like suddenly just opened something inside of me. But yeah, there was a lot of tears that came out. There was a mm-hmm. lot of emotions. And I think that's where the stuckness comes from is that we, we don't want to feel. Like a lot of times I'll sit with a client and you can obviously see tears are coming. Uh-huh. And I go cry, let it go, let it go. And, and sometimes it's so hard just to let it go. But once you do, yeah. it, the floodgate opens. And, and what I hear you saying is that you didn't blame right. your ancestors or your parents. You just said, this is the experience I had. And from where they were at, they did the best they could. Yeah. Um, and now I can take that and move forward mm-hmm. and letting, letting go of that blame. There, there's an element of this, too, um, of forgiveness that's extremely important that I've started to understand so much more. Um, and... In order to see and heal what I thought I was supposed to, I thought I was entitled to this certain thing, Mm -hmm. a relationship. And I went into it that way. And when I didn't get what I wanted, I I threw a tantrum. Mm -hmm. If you can relate, some of you out there can (laughs) understand. You threw a tantrum because you were entitled to have this and it didn't happen. And the turning point for me and the reason I was able to, I'm on this journey now here in my car with all my gear and Arizona going, <laughs> I'm going to Sedona, I'm going wherever the divine sends me, I'm still going to be here on the radio, but I'm moving <laughs> around. And, and, and sort of the video tour came from that too. And the reason for that, and they, I believe, totally believe, 100% and 100% responsibility. So I started taking 100% responsibility. And then I decided to forgive my ex for not being what I wanted him to be because it wasn't his fault. It was me wanting something. And when I got the opportunity um, a week ago at my daughter's wedding to come and, and, and come face to face with him and tell him I was sorry. Mm-hmm. And it was just as simple as saying I'm sorry and watching him. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, because I was. Um, my responsibility is that I had been raised to believe, as many probably have, that it was to come external. 
you know, uh, that it would come outside. Somebody would make me feel better. And if we went to Disneyland, I would feel better. And, you know, <laughs> going to Disneyland, right? And, and Disneyland didn't fix everything for me. It made me feel better, the Disneyland in my life. So the taking the 100% responsibility yeah, brought us all here together. Yeah. yeah. And saying yes to the opportunity. So you get the intuitive hit, like, hey, it's time to hit the road and, you know, I don't know what I'm with doing. Her bicycle, with her her bicycle in her 18-year-old seat on her bicycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On the back of my car, I've got, I, I've had this bicycle with me for 18 years, and the seat's, it's pretty, looking pretty bad. No one wants to take it. That's why I leave it there. <laughs> it's a good anti-fit. That's so beautiful. That's so simply you, though, Christy, showing up. Yeah. Authentic, ready to go, proud of that bicycle. Just showing up, you know. It's like, yeah, just show up and. Be As here, you are. yeah. The radio <laughs> show a week ago, and I just showed up without any notes, <laughs> and here we are. And I think it's that <laughs> vulnerability. Show up as you are. Yes. Not you know, because a lot of times we say, "Well, I'll do that goal or dream when I have this," and a lot of that is is like now. Why not do it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why not now? Why not now? Well, yeah. if we want to evolve, right. become self-realized beings, and self-responsible beings, and living in that divine nature of life, we're going to have to stop editing ourselves <laughs> and piecing ourselves out and reacting to the trains that come through the room because really they're just messengers to show us, well, we've got some more love to give. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share just uh, slightly. We, got, we have uh, three minutes, and I want you guys to talk about where you're at and where people can find you, but this comes up with this story that my friend said, oh, you'll, you'll find a point in, in the radio to bring it in. So I was at, went to Jack Hanfield, which everyone on the radio has heard. I went there, and I was on the front row, and, and we took a break, and he said, be 100% responsible for your life and show up when you need to show up. <laughs> and I had this shirt on. I have it on right now. It's a nice little green shirt. It's kind of form-fitting. I went out. Got a cup of coffee, <laughs> chose not to put a lid on it, walked back in the room. A woman stepped back, and it spilled all over my left breast. Classic goddess move. There I was, covered in, in coffee, like not the whole thing, just the breast. Uh. So I took this water, and I wiped it off, and it looked worse. And I had to decide, do I go back in that room and walk across the stage? <laughs> no way to, to, to shelter this and sat down in my seat. And I did, and he looked at me, and he looked at me, and he laughed. And I know he remembers me <laughs> because there's the woman, you know, that, and I showed up. And that's kind of what we have to do, right? You did that again yeah. the next day just to prove yourself. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it happened again when I went to, to his house. It was tea this time. Same thing. Same breast. I, I, I thought he's going to think something's going on, which is the feminine. And it, it was like, you know, it's just you got to do what you got to do. And I told a friend that, and he said, I'd never done that. I said, oh, yeah, if you had paid what I paid to go see Jack, you would have you would have done that. <laughs> and he said he would. So, Sonward, tell, tell my listener, the listeners here, our listeners, tell our listeners, where they can hear and find out more about you. Yeah, I have a website, songbirdgrandmother.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram. I have a new passion to help ladies to um, own their their goddess self, but also to take action like a warrior and create their legacy of light. Wonderful, wonderful. And any message you want to leave with everyone? Yeah, to really own who you are and to walk in your power and to speak up and to take courage. We need you. Wonderful. And Jamie. Hi, everybody. Um, Thanks for joining in, by the way. Rev Jamie, R-E-V-J-A-M-I at Gmail. 
I'm in some transitions with websites right now, as I now have a new uh, work that's called Meeting at the Chalice. And I am traveling, by the way, I'm, I'm traveling quite a bit coming up here, and you made a comment that I'm going to work with men. Well, I want to reframe that. I'm going to work on me with men. <laughs> we are global leaders for the Divine Feminine Masculine for meeting at what I call the chalice, and we're doing our work together. So thank you, and join us in this work. Wonderful. And to everyone there, thanks for listening. And we, uh, we're, we're all one, and I'm so glad you're here. Go to soulhealerspath.com to find out more about the Healing Arts Studio Tour and actually to see this video live. So namaste until we talk again. May the divine blessed be with you. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.